Would you believe me if I told you that in 2019, Texas ranked second in the nation behind California for sex slavery? What if I told you that in 2023, according to subject matter specialists, Texas is now ranked number one in the nation for sex slavery? Well, stick around and you'll hear our guest, Robert Montoya, investigative reporter from Texas Scorecard, fill us in on the sad and gut-wrenching details. Warning. What you are about to hear may be controversial and may even make you mad. Listener discretion is strongly advised. The truth can be ugly. But as a taxpaying citizen, you have the right to know what is happening in your government. For your ticket to the undisclosed news, stories, and information ignored by big media, this is Backroom Access with your host, Jeff Kaysen. Jeff Kaysen. Welcome, friends and patriots, to Backroom Access and Episode 62. An Ugly Truth Plaguing Texas. Today's episode is sponsored by Texas Scorecard. I want to encourage you to check them out at texasscorecard.com. Well, we're fortunate to once again have Robert Montoya from Texas Scorecard joining us to discuss their newest investigative series, Destroying Souls. Robert Montoya, welcome back to Backroom Access. How are you? Better than I deserve, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> well, hey, you know, we just had you on a few episodes ago to talk about how our Texas education was being infiltrated. Um, but I understand now you and Kristen Stanchu have got another new series that is coming out. Um, and uh, it, in fact, it was just it was just uh, released last week. Uh, destroying souls. Um, how about sharing with everybody a little bit about what that series is about? Because I think it's very important, and I want to encourage everybody to go to Texas Scorecard and check it out. Right. Well, you know, Jeff, this is one series that I wish I didn't have to talk to you about. We all read in our history books about the terrible, terrible price we paid in our nation to end slavery in the Civil War. A lot of blood was spilt. And since then, we've come to think that slavery is gone, not even anywhere in America's shores or in Texas. I'm sorry to tell you and your listeners, to share with you all that, slavery is alive and well, but it's not the slavery we read out in our history books. This is sexual slavery. It's where you're being forced against your will to have sex with someone or someones. And it is just plaguing our state. How long has this been going on, Robert? Well, in our research, we found out that uh, in 2019, uh, multiple sources listed Texas as second in the nation for um, sexual slavery. Now, it's interesting because in the entire planet, America is number one. And of all the states in the nation, you had California as number one, and then Texas close behind. And we started tracking, okay, well, what has happened since then? 
Well, we spoke with two subject matter specialists on this, and they told us that today both agreed the problem is worse than it was in 2019. One of them said that Texas is now number one for sex slavery, no longer California. 2019. That's that's pre-pandemic. Yes, it is. So so this can't be blamed on the pandemic. Now, we've had a border crisis for many years, and it's just been ongoing and ongoing. How does the current invasion and the control of our southern border by cartels play in to what's happening so, now with, with, with the uh, sex slavery trade? Right. Well, the open border is a factor. We interviewed Celine Rodriguez. She's an assistant director at the Texas Public Policy Foundation. She focuses on federal affairs. And she spoke to us about how, and we all know this, Texas does not have operational control of our border. The Mexican drug cartels, they're the ones who control the flow of what comes into our state. They smuggle criminals, drugs, and children into our state. And the sad thing about children is one thing you have to know about this immoral sex slavery market is that the average age is about 16 to 20. Male victims tend to be younger, though. In fact, you'll find victims as young as two, three, or four. Wow. Yes. Now, well, again, the border is a factor. Let's set that aside for a moment because we spoke with another specialist by the name of Yako Buyans. Don't know if your audience is aware of him. He is an immigrant from South Africa. His sister, the tender age of 12 years old, she was taken by the sex slavery market. And that, of course, spurred him to be the fight against this. He has a ministry that opposes this uh, up in Arlington. Mm-hmm. He said, according to his work dealing with this, you take out the open border, you remove that from the equation, Texas would still be number one for sex slavery, even when you remove the open border. It would still be a problem because, well, there are two reasons why. I'm just going to touch on the two top reasons why. Our rotting culture and the fact our laws are not being enforced. Let me ask you this. Who's to blame? Who's responsible at the state level? Or is it is it is it more than one person or a handful of people? So when it comes to our laws not being enforced, as I'm sure you're aware, we all know about the multiple district attorneys throughout our state that are just lawless and not enforcing the law. Up in Dallas County, you have District Attorney John Crusoe, who we know announced at one point, you know he's kind of fallen back on this. He said he wouldn't prosecute crimes that well, they were below a certain dollar amount. I think it was, if I remember correctly, if he stole less than $500, he wouldn't prosecute. What's also interesting is that you know Dallas is one of these cities that oscillates whether or not it's the number one city in Texas for sex slavery. The other city is Houston. 
and Harris County. And we all know what a basket case that area is now, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. So you have a problem of district attorneys not prosecuting. But also, uh, Celine Rodriguez, she talked to us about how, and this is very interesting. The Texas legislature should be commended because in 2019, since then, and even up to now, because of their work, we have some of the strongest laws in the nation when it comes to sex slavery. Texas is the only state in America where buying sex is a felony. Again, you wouldn't know it because the stuff is being enforced, but we have some really strong laws. But Celine Rodriguez said one problem is the legislature needs to provide maximum clarity about who is responsible for enforcing what. Mm-hmm. If there's vagueness, then no one knows what to do. But another aspect of this, and just another part of the law enforcement issue is, we're having a staffing issue. Ever since the politically motivated protests against law enforcement, you have cops, sheriff's deputies, retiring as soon as they are eligible. Beforehand, they would try and stay on a bit later to do the job. Now, as soon as they can, they're leaving. And we know that with the city of Austin, you know, they defunded their police. Mm-hmm. They're having a recruiting problem. Who would want to be a police officer when, as far as the establishment media and a number of politicians are concerned, you are guilty until proven innocent? Well, let me let me ask you, Robert, who who stands to gain from all of this? We know we know the cartels are in the in the uh, human trafficking business, but who who on the American side stands to gain? What why why are these DAs not enforcing the laws? Well, I can't speculate entirely as to why the DAs aren't enforcing the laws. Um, from what I managed to gather in some of the research I've done in this area, like in Harris County, where there's been a battle of it's not just it's not Republicans versus Democrats, it's Republicans and Democrats versus Democrats of trying to get laws enforced. Part of it stems from an ideology that's pushed forth saying, you know, people aren't responsible for the bad things they do. That's dangerous. As for other reasons as to why they wouldn't enforce these laws, I don't know entirely. I just know that that's one aspect that I haven't covered. As to who else benefits from this, there's only one group I can say for certain, and that is the predators. Those who take advantage of this and coerce by force or fraud others to have sex against their will. And it's dangerous because they've actually evolved their methods. You know, they used to be predators would kidnap kids, they disappear and press them into this slave trade. But that doesn't happen much anymore. Jacob Williams told us that they have evolved now. It's much better for the predators if it's someone familiar close to the child that gets them, but doesn't kidnap them, but starts the abusive process while leaving them in plain sight in society. So as far as everyone else looking from the outside in, 
everything is fine, but the victim suffers in silence and no one would suspect because most of these victims do not self-report. Well, how many, how many segments are, will you have uh, in this series? I'm, will it, will it be like your last uh, uh, series and released in like multiple parts? There will be four parts. Uh, the first part will go over uh, basically the history of sex slavery in Texas. We will look at 2019. We will look at actions the legislature took in response when it became very public about how bad the problem was. Part two is going to look at um, the consequences of public officials' actions during the shutdowns. Like, for example, we looked at one study, and it wasn't focusing just on Texas, but it was a broad study about how government shutdowns and lockdowns in response to the Chinese coronavirus made sex slavery worse. And also, and this was very interesting because the legislature provided a lot of funding to fight sex slavery. We discovered that, and they author and the governor's office had access to large tranches of cash to go out and fund different anti-sex slavery efforts. We actually found multiple woke organizations that were funded with this money in the name of fighting sex slavery. And so that's something we will be looking at in the second one. Mm -hmm. The third one, we talk about how bad things are now and the problem of the laws not being enforced while the final one, the fourth, is going to examine the cultural problem. You know, Yakov said, we can't eliminate sex slavery so long as we desire sexually exploitative content, content and demand sexual purchase. You know, the proliferation of pornography is something that very much feeds us. It's a big problem. Right. But also in our culture, we have broken homes, which also makes the problem even worse. One of the most predominant factors of a victim of sex slavery is they come from a single mother home. There is no father. Right. Right. Well, Robert, I can't I can't tell you uh, how important I feel this is, uh, the work that you and Kristen have been doing, and I hope our listeners will check this new series out that uh, has been released last week, the first part. And um, I just want to thank you again for all the work you're doing to bring this uh, to the attention of everybody. It's, it's a cultural problem. Uh, we, we're experiencing cultural rot and decay in our nation right now. And uh, really, uh, I think it will continue and perpetuate uh, until we you know, see a, a, a mass turning to Jesus. I, 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 I really think we're in a spiritual battle. Our nation, uh, the forces of evil are attacking our nation and, uh, we're, we're in a, we're in a war right now and it's, it's a spiritual war. And, uh, this, this sex slave industry, uh, the human trafficking, the drugs, uh, all of it, uh, is, is just, a part of this battle that, that we all face, uh, broken homes, as you mentioned. Um, 
it's very unfortunate. It's sad, but um, people need to understand what's going on. And, and uh, the work you and Kristen are doing is uh, certainly bringing that to everyone's attention. I just want to say thank you. You're welcome. And it's funny you mentioned the spiritual part. You know, Yako talked to us about how the recovery rate, when if you manage to rescue a victim of this, the recovery rate in America, that is taking this victim, healing and restoring them, where they can, he or she can start living a normal life, the recovery rate in America is not 50%. It's not 20%. It's not 10%. It is just 2.5% of if you get the victim, if you're able to bring them into restoration and healing and recovery. But of that 2.5%, 95% of that number, faith-based organizations that are Judeo-Christian. Mm-hmm. So that shows you right there that as damaging as this trade is, really only Jesus can bring healing and also end it. Amen, brother. Well, I've had I've had the uh, the the privilege and opportunity to hear Yako in person and meet him, and uh, a tremendous individual, uh, wonderful message, spot on, and uh, he's he's got a great story to tell as well. So, um, well, hey, I know you were just on a few episodes ago, but it's great to have you back to share this information with the listeners. And uh, as always, you're invited back again. Any updates, any new series coming? But this is an extremely important series because um, it's a blight on our society, our culture. And it's it's one area where I don't think Texas wants to be number one. I hardly agree. Thank you very much, Jeff. All right. Take care, Robert. We'll catch up with you down the road. Thanks again for coming on Backroom Access. Oh, and by the way, tell folks where they can find this new series. Go to texasscorecard.com slash investigations. You'll find it as well as all of our investigative reports. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Until the next time, we'll see you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. There you have it, folks, a sad and sordid reality of what is going on in our great state. And I would venture to say that most Texans have no clue about this awful underground industry that has and still is claiming countless souls. I want to encourage you to visit TexasScorecard.com to check out this eye-opening four-part series, Destroying Souls. Kristen Stanchu and Robert Montoya have done another amazing job of revealing the dark side of the Texas sex slavery happening across our great state. Thank you for listening in today, and remember, be informed, be empowered, and be engaged. Have a great week and stay safe. May God bless you, and may God bless the great state of Texas. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Backroom Access. And remember, and remember, you deserve the truth about what is happening in your government. So stay informed and be empowered so you can engage in the process. For notes from today's show or to ask Jeff a question, please visit backroomaccess.com.